What is up, Table Family? So excited to be hanging with y'all. My name is Josh, and this is... I'm Bree, y'all. This is Bree, and we're so excited to just be able to hang with y'all and have a quick conversation with y'all. Um, Dana, thank you for that intro. That was a beautiful intro. But I'm true. sure some people were like, who, what does this man look like? Listen. For her to say she's not about to marry... I wasn't And, and then you see this wonderful chocolate man come up here and you say, okay. <laughs> I know what she was thinking, but this is why I deal with other families. I know what she was thinking, but we are so excited to be hanging with y'all, and um, today we're gonna get into some things, and I think the topic. It's kind of funny for us being here on stage because our story kind of started a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and ironically, after a table event just like this, there was um, there was a game night or something. There was something like a game, a trivia night, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, I stayed because I knew Bree usually comes to the event. So I was just like, man, I'm gonna stay, you know, fellas. I'm gonna try to, you know, shoot my shot a little bit. And uh, Bree went home. He Bree was shooting went. that air, friends. He was shooting that air. She went home. I left. And um, I shot her a text. And then next thing you know, five years later, <sighs> we are here. Like we couldn't have planned that. Would you ever, did you ever think from that moment then we would be here? Oh no, um, so actually I had this whole thing. It, I love Hallmark, let me just start there. And so I thought I was going to meet my husband. Talk about the channel, Hallmark channel. The Hallmark channel. I thought I was going to meet my husband at the local Publix. And it was going to be great. I'm not at the Publix. <laughs> he don't he don't go to Publix at all, which is ironic. Um, and so yeah, I had this whole vision for my life. And here he is. It's, it's very interesting how the Lord works, okay? Um, so today we want to share a little bit of our stories. Um, we're in a series called The Origins, um, talk about death to life, and um, uh, we want to talk a little bit about just plans and how uh, plans can change. And I think for me, um, I'm going to stand up a little bit, I'm going to stand up. For me, uh, it all started when I was a wee little man. Go ahead and throw the picture up. It all started when I was a wee. So cute. This was Josh. Listen, the glow up is real, okay? It's so real. It's real I understand, I understand, okay? So, this is when it started, you know, I was younger, and um, I never would have thought back then that this guy would turn into this guy. <laughs> So years later, I winded up turning, uh, getting into Christian hip hop, and I got into yeah. Christian hip hop, and I rapped, and I did that for about 10 years, okay? I did that for about 10 years, put out 10 albums, did music videos, did shows, did all of the things, and my singular goal was to be able to make six, figure, six figures from music so that I can support my lifestyle. So I worked, I worked, I worked, we did so much, so much of the team and the people that were around me, we invested so much, we put so much into it, and you see what I started from. So me finding rap and being like, oh my gosh, I think I'm actually good at this, I wanted this thing to happen, I put everything into it, and it didn't happen. And it didn't happen. It did not. It did not happen. Yes. What yeah. about you? What was your story like? Uh, one, I don't rap. Let me just start there. Don't. Uh, but I got to answer because he stood. 
Um, I think for me, so I grew up playing basketball, loved the sport, I thought I was lit at it. Uh, when I was in seventh grade, our basketball team won the championship. So I was like, oh, this is about to be a career, I'm gonna get paid, I'm gonna live the dream. The big bucks. Uh, which, uh, side note, women's basketball do not make the big bucks. We're still working on that, we're working on that. Yeah, so this is me in, uh, I think that's actually sixth grade. And so like, I just had like this vision, right? Um, go live it. And so basically what happened is when I got to like 11th grade, balling out, lived the dream, had this basketball game. Let me see your, let me see your hezzy. Let me see I your won't do it. Uh, I won't take it away. Uh, I um, had this basketball game, going up for a layup, came down, tore my ACL. Uh, and like, once again, I thought I was lit, tore the ACL, and I had to start rehab. When I started rehab, I was like, okay, cool. I think this is something else that I enjoy. And so I found like a new dream that I like kind of want to go after. Did that, did that for a while. And then I started this dream. And once again, like my plans changed. And so, yeah, it's just an idea of like, I craved it. It's something that I knew that I wanted to do. Uh, but God said no. Yeah. Yeah. So today, what we want to talk about in this series, what we want to talk about kicking off this series is uh, letting go of our plans. What does it look like yep. to let go of our plans? Because think about it. Nobody wants to be a quitter, right? Right. The Disney story isn't that Disney tried and tried and then he said, I'm gonna let go of this. I'm not gonna do this anymore. If you, I've read the biography. Anybody read the biography? I read the biography. Yeah, there we go. I see you. I see you. I see you. I read the biography, and like it's just this this persistence and this doing and this doing and this going and this going. And um, sometimes it's a reality where you may have to let go of plans. So that's kind of what we're gonna look at. But more specifically, in that. Um, we're gonna look at this question, and this question is this. How do you know when it's time to let go of your plans? How do you know, thank you girl, when it's time to let go of your plans? So, why is this important? Um, you guys are at a stage of your life, um, from college to young adults or young professionals, we have different spectrums within the room, and like, one of the reasons why it's important for us to know how to do this is, you guys are gonna be making a ton of decisions. You're gonna make a ton of decisions. I'm saying you guys, but I just wanna give y'all, I'm, I'm 32, so I'm not that, old, I'm not that far off, I'm talking to me too, okay? So, but you guys are gonna make so many decisions. If you're in college, what degree am I gonna take? Uh, what job do I wanna go? Where do I wanna live? What do I wanna think? And you have all of these preconceived ideas and these dreams and these plans of what you think you wanna do, and you're gonna have to know when is the right time to keep walking in that, and when's the right time to let go of that, right? Yeah, no, for sure, and also, I mean, context of relationships and friendships, uh, we were a whole testament to that, but also recognize that you have to know when to say no and let go of that friend that you don't want. You, listen, listen. it's okay to say, you tell gotta know. Boy, bye, bye, Felicia. You, you gotta know when to say no to John. John, uh, John, hey, John you gotta <laughs> Great job, I love you. <laughs> yeah, no, also that reality of y'all, you might be blocking your blessing because you try to hold on to something that you didn't need to hold on to. That's what it is. So uh, you, it's decision making, it's navigating relationships, it's coping with challenges, right? Life is gonna be extremely challenging. If you've not come across that yet, 
Um, Just I'll talk to you in a week or so, okay? Um, so life is gonna be constantly challenging and just knowing when to let go of something and knowing when to walk into something else. So um, I think the very cool thing about this is as we were thinking about this, as we were navigating this, as we were thinking about our lives in this series and how we had to die to our plans of what we thought was gonna happen, um, I think there's a super cool text in Proverbs. So if you have your Bibles, you can open them up. We're gonna be in Proverbs. If you have your phones, you can open them up. We're gonna be in Proverbs. It's Proverbs 16, nine. Proverbs 16, nine. And um, Bree's gonna read that for a second, and then I'm gonna make a few notices from that. We're gonna go back and forth on that a little bit. Yeah, so Proverbs 16, nine says, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Yes. So, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps, right? So I thought this was very interesting when reading this text. I think um, here's the first thing that I want you guys to notice in this, right? It's we aren't left to plan on our own. We are not left to plan on our own, right? God says, hey man, I'm gonna give you a responsibility and I'm gonna give you a heart and I'm gonna allow you to have these dreams and I'm gonna allow you to have these plans and I want you to plan. I want you to plan and as you plan, I will then establish your steps, right? So it's a two-step process. Um, and I think the very interesting thing about this is um, sometimes we feel like we're either in control or we feel like we're either completely out of control. What do I mean by this? Um, Tim Keller, anybody know Tim Keller? Tim Keller, Tim Keller, okay. Tim Keller says this in this quote that I thought was super cool. Um, if we think he, uh, we're talking about God here, if we think he controls everything, we have no motivation to do anything. And if we think we control everything, we think we could mess it all up. Yeah. Right? So if we live in this extreme of, man, well, God establishes our way, so why should I plan? I shouldn't do anything. I'm not going to do anything. Life is just happening to me. Um, I don't need to do anything. Then we have no motivation to actually get up and do anything, right? But then if we are on the other side of the spectrum of that, and we think that we're in control, we're trying to plan, and we're trying to every jot and tittle, and we're trying to make sure that uh, Sarah calls us back for the third day, and make sure all of the things, if we're trying to be in control of all of that, we may feel like, oh man, I don't want to mess this up. If we're in college, we're trying to pick our degree pass. You remember what it was like to pick your degree pass? Yeah, uh, real quick, how many of y'all out here have a degree, but it's you're working in a different like field? Okay, yeah, like pretty Amen. common. Like I legit have actually two degrees, and I'm not working in what I. Two degrees? I do. Oh, okay. That's so bad. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. That, that. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. Yes. So it's just like um, uh, we have to. There is a tension that we live in, and the reality is, is that God wants us to plan, right? But He is going to establish our steps, right? So, uh, do our choices matter? Yes. Is God in charge? Yes. Yes. And those things are equally true. Those things are equally true, okay? So that's the first thing we want you to notice, okay? First thing we want you to notice is we aren't left to plan on our own, okay? Second thing we want you to notice is this. 
We should plan and prepare, okay? We should plan and prepare. If you're taking notes, write that down. We should plan and prepare. Now, it's super funny because um, in our relationship, I think sometimes I love to think to the future and I am, I like I have retirement planned. I like I got oh, the retirement right. I, like I got I got everything ready. Do you see that to be true? Yeah, uh, he always has everything planned, and I think I like to sit in the moment. I like to enjoy the thrill of like we just gonna cherish today. Tomorrow will come. Uh, and not to say that I don't plan for the future, I just naturally don't like to stay in the future because I feel like I'll miss the moments of today. Okay, so where are my planners in the room? Can I see my planners? Planners? Oh, I just love y'all. I love, I love all of y'all, but I love y'all. I love you. Where are my, my free flowers? Come on, my Let's just flow go with where let's the Lord takes us today. It's okay. okay. The Lord still provides for Okay, us, right? I love y'all too. It is yes. room for all of that. It's room for all of that, right? But we should, the verse basically, it's, it's telling us, right? It's telling us that um, it's a good thing. The Lord has given us this heart. He has given us the desire to have plans and we should plan. But um, when we say we should plan and prepare, I remember hearing this, someone else said this before. It's just like, we make plans with open hands. Isaac may have said that before, right? We make plans with open hands, right? So we're planning, but we're leaving room for God to do God and for God to do creepy Jesus things like Dana says, right? For God to do just whatever it is that he wants to do, right? Yeah. So those two things can exist, okay? So I'm gonna recap what we just talked about. So we talked about the fact that we aren't left to plan on our own, okay? And then we talked about we should plan and prepare and as we're planning and preparing, um, we're making plans with open hands, right? We're making plans with open hands. So with all of that being said, it brings us to our big idea of what we want to kind of communicate to you guys today. And it is this, wanting your own way can make you miss what God wants for you. Wanting your own way can make you miss what God wants for you. And I think this is very interesting because um, Bri and I, uh, we started dating and let me just tell you, I'm from Connecticut and- um, Anybody from Okay, I love okay. it. I love it. Well, so I'm from Connecticut, and um, I, that it doesn't have much to do, but a little bit to do with what I'm about to say. But up north, I feel like the story I tell myself is um, I grew up around a lot of different people, and when they were in relationships, um, let's just say uh, they took their time, right? They took their time. They wanted to be intentional. They wanted to make sure they knew who their partner was, right? So I came down here and I was taking my time and I had this plan in my mind that, I mean, most of the guys I knew back home were getting married after five or six years. So I said, I think three and a half is a good in the middle. I mean, yes. I think three and a half is a good in the middle, right? Yes. And um, let's just say Bree had other plans. Uh, I did not agree. I hope y'all felt that tension. I didn't agree at all. Um, because I was like, one, uh, we met. So I had this idea, once again, me and my Hallmark, really not a factor, but I thought I was gonna get married at like 25 and then start having kids like when I was like 30. And so when we met, I was 
28, and we got married at 31. And so I was like, who has time for three or four years? We need to get this show on the road. I need to get married tomorrow. And so it was this whole thing of like, I don't have time for five years. You need to go back to Connecticut with that because it's not going to work here. It was like a whole situation. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. So we compromised and we got married after how many years? It was two. Two years. That was, was two that, years. Was, that was all I could get. I think we made it two years. But I say that to say, in the, um, in the vein of wanting your own way can make you miss what God wants for you, I truly believe that had I just, I had a version, I don't, none of us do this here, I had a version and already planted in my mind of how it was supposed to look. So when it actually came to me, had I not been able to adapt and realize, ah, this plan's not working, I need to go with this plan, I probably would have been with this beautiful young lady here today, yes. okay? So I think um, as you guys navigate and as you guys think about um, wanting your ways, again, like I said, you guys, some of you guys are in school and some of you guys are thinking about this degree path, or this degree path, or this degree path, and you're trying, and you're trying to get there, or you're doing whatever it is that you can to try to figure that out, or you're, you're man, I wanna come down here, and I wanted to work at Disney, and I wanted to do this, or you had a very specific plan of what it is that you were trying to execute in. I'm telling you, that is wonderful. Dream, plan, the Lord wants you to do that, right? But I'm telling you, um, I'm curious if what it would look like for us to leave a little bit a little bit more space for him. And I think we see this even with Jesus, right? We see this with Jesus. I love talking about this passage. Jesus, when Jesus was about to go to the cross, Jesus was in the garden and he was praying, right? And he says, Lord, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, your will, not my will, be done right so Jesus lets God know hey man this is my plan if you can take this from me we be alright if you can take this from me we be alright but nevertheless you establish my steps you plan my life you know what it is you do all of that so um, we just want y'all to remember we want y'all to remember we want y'all to remember wanting your own way can make you miss what God wants for you. So for the remainder of the time, here's what we wanna do. We just wanna talk about practically how, how it is that we can start to spot and know when to let go of our plans. How do we start to know when to let go of our plans? Yeah, um, our first application for that is simply this, like pay attention to closed doors. Like, it, it seems really simple, but pay attention to closed doors. Uh, why do I say that? So for me, I mentioned physical therapy. It was this thing that I really wanted to pursue. And so I went after that when I graduated undergrad, because I thought it was gonna be so easy because God told me to do it. Um, I applied for three years. Uh, I wasted a lot of money. And I just, I, I don't think I realized that a door was closed for me. And so I kept trying and kept trying. And so I was like, okay, these doors are closing. Um, finally, I let go of that. I moved away from it, and then I had some like reflection moments. But then when I came back, it was like this thing of like, okay, like I'm trying again. Um, and so I went and pursued a degree of physical therapy assistant. Now, while you were doing that, how did you feel when you weren't getting what you wanted to get? Oh, I was mad. 
Uh, uh, and I don't naturally get really upset um, out loud. I do internally. But I was just really upset because I'm like, man, God, I feel like you called me to do this thing. It is not happening the way that I want it to happen. Stop right there. Anybody? Anybody calling me to do this thing? I'm like, why are you not opening? Okay. Okay. Keep going. And here's the interesting thing is that God did close these doors, which I started to realize after three years. But when I went back uh, and prayed about it, because I felt God was still calling me to that, I applied for all these physical therapy assistant programs. Applied to like all the programs in Florida. Got into every program that I applied to. So I'm like, oh, okay, like, so these are open doors that were originally closed in different capacities. So my, my dreams shifted a little bit and were my plans and I had to be aware of that. So, so why ahead. did you not hold on to and say, man, no, this is what I wanted. This is what I'm gonna do. What made you shift your mindset to, oh man, this seems to be opening up. I'm gonna do it there. Um, I think it was a few things. I think it was the natural concept of, um, hey, I think it's so easy for us to stop after we have a closed door. Um, but I think there's also this reality that we still have to be proactive and still kind of move towards what we think uh, God might be calling us to. Uh, but also this reality of I have people affirming me and giving me suggestions of other ways or other things that I could be doing as I waited as God opened the door. That's really good. Yeah. So yeah, pay attention to closed doors. I just want you to see that door yes. has an S at the end of it. Doors, yeah. all right? Uh, sorry, and let me say this too. Um, in terms of like the closed doors, uh, this is something that I do really want to kind of just put out there. Um, sometimes the closed doors generally are not always our fault. Like sometimes we think when doors close, it's a product of something that we did, but actually it could just be God protecting us from something something that we didn't need to experience. So I just want to throw that out there that closed doors aren't necessarily bad. Uh, they could just be blocking us from something that God didn't want. Yeah, so pay, paying attention to closed doors and um, doors with the S. So we don't try something once and then because it didn't work, we say, ah, well. Yeah. <laughs> One in his plans, you know? <laughs> I tried to tie this last week and it just didn't, you know? <laughs> that 10% wasn't there. Not that we have the 10%, but yeah. we, it's doors, right? It's yeah. doors. It's we're trying, we're doing what we can, and then there's a tension of realizing when that is. And I think even to that point for me, it's like, um, the way I like to say it is recognizing where you have favor. Yeah. So a lot of times people ask me, like, so I put my last album out, um, two years ago maybe, right before we got engaged. And um, a lot of times people ask me like, man, don't you miss music? Don't you miss it? And I was like, first off, um, no, because I did everything that I possibly could and I, and I, and I left it all out there. But two, it, I got to a point in my life where I realized like, oh man, there doesn't seem to be favor here anymore. Like I used to just be able to go in the studio and record for eight hours and I don't have eight hours anymore to record. Or I used to have the time to go and do this show and go and do that. And it just seemed like the window was closing. I was getting into a relationship. I wanted to invest more of my time into that. So I had to naturally discern and see, man, there's not, it doesn't seem to be favor here anymore. And although I put in a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort into this thing that I thought it was going to be, I think the wise thing to do at this point is to let go um is to let go of it go ahead can you tell them because i had to be there for this but can you tell them how you process through letting go in like the 
there was a little grief there. There was a little? He was upset, y'all. <laughs> and we were just starting to date, and I was like, ooh, this is probably not, this is a red flag. But it was, hey, he was really just upset. Hey. No, I think, yeah, no, I think um, to, to her point of the, uh, when you let go of something, there is a there is a grieving process. I still, again, do I miss music at this point? No. Do I still grieve what I did? Absolutely. I still grieve it because I still have this reality of, man, it could have been that, and it should have been that, or whatever it is. So I think for you guys, whatever that circumstance may be, yeah, you may be past it, but like this, it's a process of grieving that, and that's okay, right? That's a part of it. That's okay but i think it's going to be very hard for us to trust any of that if we don't believe that god's plan for our lives is better than our plans it's always going to be hard to accept what god is doing when we don't truly trust that god plans for our life is better than our plans yep. all right so that's the first thing we want you to notice and uh we want you to take away from is when you are in a circumstance where you're trying to figure out should i hold on should i not hold on pay attention to what doors are closing and the second thing we want to go with um is surrendering um being able to surrender to um surrender to what god is doing i think for me this is uh super weird and super meta because as we talk about me being ordained this past Wednesday. Um, I think that was a super cool moment and super grateful and humbled to be able to step into that. But that came with a lot of processing and yeah. figuring out things for myself. Um, I think I had a version and a picture of who I thought I was going to be. And through a series of events and through the series of the last few years, it's just been like, no, 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 no. But like God's been opening doors. So as music doors have been closing, speaking doors have been opening. Yeah. And then as that's been opening, video stuff has been opening. So then I started as a videographer, and then I came in, I was doing things at table, and then I winded up in kids department. So God was doing a lot of funny things with me. And if you told that young dude over there that in fourth, uh, that he'd be leading fourth and fifth graders, <laughs> no, that's what he would have said to you, okay? And I think as I kind of got to that moment, it was um, it was this moment where this one lady came up to me and she said, man, during, um, ordination. during ordination, she came up to yes. me and she said, uh, thank you for your obedience. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think too much of that. I was like, yeah, yeah thank you, thank you, and kind of left it. And I'm sleeping the next day and I wake up like in the middle of the night and that thought just comes back to me. And she said, when she said, thank you for your obedience. And I felt like it was God telling me like, thank you for not getting in the way. Yeah. Like I know this doesn't make sense to you right now. I know you don't see the full picture. I know you don't, I know you don't fully understand it. And I think he was kind of saying, to my credit, to his credit, um, you didn't like rap before you started rapping, so <laughs> get out of my way so I can do what I need to do. But I think there's this reality and this real reality of surrendering um, what we think should happen or what we think others think should happen for us. Come on, all right. I'm gonna get out of your business. What we think others may think should happen for us and as we start to surrender those things we're going to be more receptive to his plans and his establishing what are your thoughts yeah and even just this reality at least something that i've just noticed in my life is that sometimes god might be waiting for you to surrender completely 
until he can give you that next step that he's called for your life. So really, it could just be a thing of like, you just be doing like this partial little bit of surrendering, but God needs you to surrender completely so he can kind of move and work the way that he needs to work. I love it, I yeah. love it. So yeah, so pay attention to closed doors and surrender. Those are the two um, things that we would tell you as you're navigating school, as you're navigating relationships, as you're navigating um, work and deciding where you want to live and what you want to do. Pay attention to closed doors and be willing to surrender. All right. Now, as we wrap up, we want to close with this one thing, just this one question of what do you want? What's like the one thing? I'm very big on like learning from people. I feel like older people are like from the future. Like y'all have already done it. So yes. like I want to know, like just tell me what to do. So, so knowing what you know now, elder statesman, uh, elder states lady, um, I'm sorry, no, you got that, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, knowing what you know now, what is the one thing that you'd be like, man, don't miss this, guys? Um, yeah, I think the one thing that I would just encourage y'all to do is we get so hyped up about like what our lives should look like, uh, but the reality is that our life might be planned differently than what we had, but God will still put us where we need to be at the end of the day. So, and, and maybe that could be, you might have to stay in a situation a little bit longer that you don't like, but it's not necessarily that God is not wanting you to move from it. It could be a thing that he still has a whole bunch to teach you for the next season that he puts you into. So I think it's just this reality of, though it might suck in the moment, please, please, please be okay and be open that it will look different, but it's still gonna be for your good and God's glory. Yeah, I love that. And I think um, for me, I would say just remembering that what God wants for me is better than what I want for me. What God wants for me is better than what I want for me. I tell myself this to this day. Like I have to sit and trust it. And anytime it just feels like, man, I don't, I, I, that's not connecting. Why would you go this way? Why would you take this way? Why can't I just go straight this way? What God wants for me is better than what I want for me. All right? So wanting your own way can make you miss what God wants for you. But God does want for you to plan, and he does want to establish your steps. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for plans, Lord. We thank you for the desires that you've given in our hearts, Lord. We thank you for the visions that you've given us for what it is that you can do, Lord, and the things that we're believing in you for. God, we're just so grateful for all of that, Lord. Um, but we come to you right now, Lord, and our posture is surrender, Lord. Um, we want to surrender our lives to you, Lord. And uh, for those of us that are following you, for those of us that are not following you, Lord, uh, we know it starts with the relationship with Jesus. Um, we know that his death is what, uh, what um, ultimately brings us life, and we know it starts there. Um, and we're just... Uh, we're just grateful for this opportunity to be able to hear, Lord, and I pray that we may be able to apply what it is that we hear. Um, we're thankful. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.